What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, my co-host, with a lovely new sweatshirt, Chris Marler. It is nice, right? Got the you feeling feeling spicy with the one seed over there? I hate it. Mm. I hate it. I mean, I love it. It's cool. It's like pretty awesome. As somebody that's been watching Bama sports their whole life, it's like wild that we're the number one seed in the entire tournament. I think I feel like the NCAA, so like the whatever the it's not the selection committee, but like they like they, I just it didn't make a lot of sense. Did you ever see yesterday when they're doing the side by sides? I can't. Mm. And also, let's just get this out of the way. Whoa. Hold on. What is that? Like, it I'll looks like self-tanner, maybe? We have a story coming at the end that'll be for the uncensored moment of the week, and it involves what lesions. We'll, we'll just talk about it later. You'll find those lesions? Huh? No, this is from lifting, bro. Oh, my God. Um, All right. Yeah, I need to get the story on this. Yeah. No, so I think, like, I just was surprised. They kept doing these little side-by-sides of, like, the... Um, there's Ben Diesel. What's up, dude? Uh, they kept doing the side-by-sides of, like, here's each... Um, I can't look at you. I so much. <laughs> Can we just tell you the story now? Yeah, because I mean, I feel like people are going to want to know what's going on. It, it seems insane that your hands would look like this. All right, I'm going to tell you guys a story. <laughs> it's so bad. This is bad. It's bad. It's bad. Um, okay. Okay. Yesterday. Our uncensored moment of the week. <laughs> Let's start right now. Oh my god! How bad is this? Like, How bad is this? It's not. It's like not. It's not good. It's not okay. that bad. All right. Um, all right. So this person that I like that I've like been friends with for a long time <laughs> invited me over to like hang out at their house. Okay. So I go over. We're like watching you, which is a lovely. Very non-weird, creepy show on Netflix. Not at mm-hmm. all uncomfortable. She gets like Shake Shack, orders the house like for dinner, which is super nice, lovely. Um, wow. Yeah. This person paid for it. Yeah, of course they did. You know, I don't have Shake Shack money. Right. Um, especially with the Uber, the Uber Eats up costs. I don't think so. Oh. So it's going to be a fifty dollar meal. It was like sixty nine dollars actually on the spot. Wow. <laughs> um. So, I like we haven't spoken. Well, we've spoken, but we haven't been on air together in a while. Um, I have not been feeling great for a couple weeks. Okay. So, I did not feel well. Okay. And I had, I had to go to the bathroom. Okay. Oh, it's not okay. It's not on my hands. Okay. All right. I. Go to the bathroom and I I'm like looking for <laughs> I'm looking for like if there's like matches or if it's like Febreze and there's no matches. So I see a, 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 a like an unmarked bottle that's shaped like a Febreze. So I spray it. It smells great. It smells like coconuts in the beach. Um, okay. And and all of this is leading to why your hands look yes. the way they do. So I just start spraying it okay. for like several seconds. Okay. Like four to five seconds like you do with Febreze. And it's not it's not weird that Febreze would be in a bathroom. It, it's not. Are you trying? Are you like trying to get me to say that what yeah, you said is accurate? This is not my fault. So okay. I like looked down at my hands. My hands and my feet are covered in like this black splotchy, like wetness, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's all over the floor. Okay. I look up. It's all over the walls. Like, all of, <laughs> like, this is like a reference, but our audience will. It looks like I have spray painted the walls. It looks like fucking Hulk Hogan spray painting the NWO sign on like the WCW belt. Like it's everywhere, and I'm okay. like, what? So I yell out. I'm like, oh no, out loud. Oh She's no. Like, hey, you see how long have you been there? How long have you been in there at that point? Three minutes. Okay. Oh wow. I don't know, huh? No. I wasn't. Let me tell the story. So, so, so I, she like sends this message. It's like, is everything okay? 
And I'm like, yeah, don't come in here, which is like the least comforting thing. Yeah. You could say to somebody. But I like fired it off right away. And I was right. like, don't come in here. And so she doesn't. And she's like, like, what's going on? Like, did you like clog a toilet or something? And I was like, and I hadn't yet. So I didn't feel bad. So I like, there's like a thing of paper towels. I start just like, like wiping up all the paper towel stuff. Like wiping up all the stuff with paper towels. It is in my hands. It's like, I get it up off the floor. I make the mistake of trying to get it off the wall. It's just smearing into the wall. Like, it's like this massive, like, like bronze stain on what is now an accent wall, which is nice. Um, And I'm like, she's like, what is going on? And I was like, hey, what is in this fucking bottle? Like, what is happening right now? She She still hasn't walked in yet. No. Okay. She's like. So you're just having a conversation with her from one side of the door. And you're like, please do not come in here. But could you please explain to me what was in this bottle in here? What was in this bottle? And she goes, oh, it's self-tanner. And I was like, cool. Glad it is. Glad it is. She's like, why? And I was like, no reason. So Mm -hmm. I come out. Finally, and like now I've I've like tried to throw away all like the paper towels I threw away in the toilet, so now the toilet's clogged. No, you (laughs) why would you (laughs) so I'm like like, panicking, don't know what to do. Dude I I, so finally I come out and I was like, listen, oh my god, we're both adults. I'm just gonna tell you I'm just gonna tell you everything that happened. And she's like, Chris. You absolutely do not need to tell me everything that happened. And I was like, I'm going to tell you everything that happened. So. So you told her all that. Told her all that. And she's like, didn't laugh once. Okay. Oh my and so I, and I didn't know what to say. So I like hold up my hand. Right. And I'm like, I go, please, please don't cancel me for doing black hand. And she looks at me and she goes, yeah. Okay. So like, maybe you go home. Like, maybe you go home. And I was like, yeah, okay. And she's like, literally every piece of furniture, every <laughs> sheet, everything in this house is white. That is so stunning. There in the living room for 20 minutes, waiting on an Uber, just in silence. Were you like standing on newspaper or something? <laughs> <laughs> she was like rubbing my face in it like a, like a new puppy, just like... Like, look what you did. When was this? Um, uh, this is what? When did this happen? Last night. And you can't get that off your hands? No. What, is it on your feet? Is it on your feet, too? On my feet. Oh, my God, dude. Um, you can't make that story up. That is in, I think someone said in here, that's the plot to a Ben Stiller movie. Unreal. It was awful. I'm so glad. I'm so glad we waited to tell that on the podcast. It wouldn't have been the same if I'd already known. No, that was good. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So, what are we going to talk about tonight? Uh, We're going to discuss a little bit of spring practice. I mean, not a crazy amount of stuff, but just like some stuff. I want to get into some rankings that I've seen that have come out with you. Mm -hmm. Um, One that I actually teased on the podcast last week and never got to because I have ADD and I forgot and I'm out of my meds because there's a shortage nationally and I hate everything. That is. fucking crisis on our hands right now mm. um then we're going to talk about how to pronounce the word behind tyler's head for some people on twitter um that like to yell at me mainly tennessee fans not you aj grub because we love you um and then there's so there's two rankings i want to talk to you about there's like they they uh SES came out with um the what was it SES came out with ranking the uh what's up brad satan um dude long time no see uh quarterback room grades okay across the sec across the sec um okay. so pull those up for one like you can find it on our on SES instagram it's probably the easiest one and then um i think on three came out with their quarterback or their coach rankings in the sec and and also 24 7 sports came out with their top 10 rankings nationally i think we should go with those i think we should talk about those because that's kind of what we're doing more now is nationally okay so what um, do you want to pull up i'll pull it up on the screen we can talk about it yeah i love that um Yes, Brad, a lot has happened since the last time I talked to you. Look at my fucking hands. <laughs> it, my hands look like the fucking, like, when you, like, 
have spaghetti and Tupperware too many times. Like yes, color it is. It's not it like is. a good color. What's up, my games? Um, so that's a yeah. great description. It does. It looks like you've got you've been eating like spaghettios with your hands. Yeah, <laughs> which is why it's so funny. And who's to say I haven't? <laughs> also, we got a special announcement. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the the basketball tournament. We should probably start with the basketball tournament and get into college football, just because it's more timely. Stuff that's going on. Obviously, also at eight thirty, we have not obviously, but at eight thirty, we have a. Um, I guess we can talk about basketball going into that because we have an uh, interview at eight thirty with Adam Spencer, our basketball guru from SDS. And at the end, Tyler and I are going to rank our top five favorite sports movies. I want to hear from you guys as well what your favorite sports movies are, unless they're stupid, in which I will roast you on this here podcast. And um, no, I'm kidding. I won't do that. But yeah, that's pretty much it. So because the Oscars were last night, did you watch the Oscars? No. Good answer. <laughs> Bro, I don't deal with all this woke. You know what? I'm just kidding. I, I really don't even know. I didn't pay attention to the Oscars at all last night. I made one one comment about listen, but just bottom line, top you, you, two was the What did you say? Movie. Huh? What did you say? What was I, your comment? It was a tweet and it said okay. No, Brad Satan, nobody watches the Oscars anymore because it's fucking terrible. It's ter- It's not a good... Here's what bothers me about the Oscars. And I say this to you guys all the time. And I don't care how it sounds. And I love you guys to death. And I know some of you love me back. But I'm I'm a pretty big lib and and like about like stuff just socially. And and that's like, that's... it. We can all have different opinions on on social issues, on, on politics. And it doesn't make me like feel any differently towards anyone. It used to, for sure, to be honest, when I was like in a relationship with a super woke lib. But like I think at growing up, like I just started to realize like people can vote for other people, people can have other opinions, and it doesn't make them a bad person. We can all have different opinions, it doesn't make them a bad person. But what pisses me off is when we have this like overcorrection of wokeness where it's like like and I'd hate to I, I feel like I'm like fucking Clay Travis or J Boy right now. But like, but the Oscars is wor- is the worst about it. Um Eddie Boozen knows what's up. Um the Oscars is the worst about it because it's like, okay, here's like objectively good movies that everyone liked. And they were like, no. Have you heard of Dandelion Sunshine Rain? And you're like, no, because that that sounds fucking yeah. ridiculous. It sounds like a password in someone's computer that no one would ever guess. Yeah, it's in Egyptian, but... Uh, right. It does have subtitles, but the subtitles are in Spanish. Right, right. <laughs> but like, you have to hear the main character, her story. They chose the actress to do that story because she also didn't grow up with running water and and her dad had four legs so we used to call her spider daughter and even though it didn't make sense because spiders have eight legs and so all of these things and and so you're like so like when top like bottom line i don't care i'm gonna get on a little soapbox about this we are gonna talk about sports at some point but top gun 2 is the best movie i've seen in 10 years it was fucking great everyone that i talked to that saw it was like that was a great movie yeah i enjoyed it it was great and it got nominated for Best Picture, as it should have, because it was a great movie. Yeah, but it and shows patriotism, and I was which like, we are against. We are against no? patriotism. Yeah, which we have to be, right? Like, yeah. So I saw, like, like, and it's crazy, too, because the stuff that people will say to you about that, you're like, like, you can't, like, I, okay, so I posted something, and it was a picture of Kanye with the Taylor Swift thing, and it was like, this is all of us later tonight when, uh, what do you call it? Um... Like, wait, what is it? <laughs> yeah, they walked to school uphill both ways. Um, but I was like, here's the like, like here's the all of us later tonight when when Top Gun Two loses to some stupid shit with subtitles. I got called, I got called like every name imaginable, and then somebody got upset with me because I said something about the subtitles, and she's like, I think the deaf community would definitely not agree with this take, and I was like, that's that's, that's called closed captioning, so. That's different than what we're talking about. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I, do, I, I watch everything with subtitles, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay, cool. So I'm um, a little offended by you. <laughs> fair. Um, let's, we're going to get into basketball in like 15 minutes. So let's talk some football first. Do you want to start with the coach rankings? Because like, like, I know there's a lot to get into with that. Or do you want to start with – I think we start with the coach rankings. All right. Where, where, where are we pulling these from? I want to okay, be so, on the same page here. 247 Sports has some. SEC coach ranks. We can do that, or I think we should do national because I think that's okay. more interesting. Um, and I want to say 
that it was oh my god somebody just sent me there um somebody just sent me peppers outside um i i want to say that there was like they usually do a top 25 and and so the and the point i want to bring up too is it's interesting now i have known this was going to happen throughout the most season or throughout most of the season um what's up benny hana i is this, is this the top 35 coaches ahead of the 2023 season yeah yeah okay so oh no hey no we're not doing politics <laughs> We're not doing politics um, in the comments. No. So um, I I like was looking at this the other day and, and I thought this was going to happen. And I honestly, I thought the outrage would be bigger. Maybe I just didn't read the comments enough or something, which is probably a good move. Um, but I feel like, I feel like, uh, oh, and Herman Brown's asking some good questions too. Okay. Keep going with the list. Okay. What's that? Keep going with the list. I mean, at number one. Well, let's let's just here. You go through like any anything that jumped out of you, top twenty-five wise. Put it up on the thing. All right. You're getting distracted by the comments, aren't you? I, I am. I, I can feel it. Well, because Benny Hanna it just announced who I thought he was, which is Ben Diesel, and I'm so confused. Just he's the same person. All right, you putting the thing up? Yes. All right. So basically here, and, and, and there, there won't be any spoilers. Okay, why would you start there, idiot? <laughs> well, it says at the top, Kirby Smart grabs top billing. Okay, so. that's fine. So, and we're going to talk about this as we, as we do the countdown, because I, I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. Get, get into top 25. I was surprised about Mike Elko after one season as a head coach being at 34. It seems like a lot. Um, Beamer yeah, ahead I, of Duke won nine games. Huh? Duke won nine games. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I just, it's one season. So that's yeah. like, okay, like Chip Kelly, Chip Kelly being behind Steve Sarkeesian and, and I love Sark, but Chip Kelly being behind him and Beamer at 23, one spot behind Mac Brown is kind of wild to me. Um, all right, keep going down. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking yeah. if, uh, if you're wanting to start a program, I'm, I'm going to take Beamer over Mac Brown pretty much 11. Yeah. But that's not like, that's not what the rankings are. It's not starting a program. Um, like, okay, like, so Mike Norvell behind Mario Cristobal is certainly an opinion <laughs> to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, everything about Cristobal is about what he's building and recruiting. But it. It's always, ha always has we've been. We've never seen him to be a good game day coach. Every nope. time that, that Oregon, like, Oregon can hang their hat on that Ohio State road win, which is a nice win, don't get me wrong. But, like, think about when – the big games against Utah last year. They got absolutely Demolished. just destroyed twice in one season. That's hard to and do. Yeah. There's also the narrative that he did, or the narrative of him and, like, how bad of a job he did with the quarterback situation there just because of, of what, like, Justin Herbert was able to do um, mm. or was, like, limited in his system doing. I So I don't understand that as much. Like, and, like, Norvell – because here's the thing, too. I'm assuming this is, like, total body of work, right? Like, you have yeah. to think about total body of work. I don't disrespect the Mac Brown thing being that low because of like, he hasn't had as much recent success. And I don't think all of it should be based on what he did at Texas. I'm just kind of surprised that this is like, he was that low. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Herman Brown, he did not. Um, okay. So keep going down. Gundy. Right, 19 behind the, the coach at Kansas state. But that guy had a ton of success at North Dakota state. So that's okay. probably why he's yes. He won 69 games in five years. So, you know, you love that. Now give me Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer, a bit more interesting. Uh, he had a great season at Washington. I think it was his first year there last year. Um, but to your point, I mean, Elko kind of did the same thing. Um, I don't I know. Like Willie Fritz at 16. I like Willie Fritz. I do too. He's the 16th best coach in the country. <laughs> Willie Fritz is, is almost 10 spots ahead of Mac Brown. Wait, just because they're both old is that the is that the comparison no i'm just saying like i, I don't <laughs> understand like this whole prisoner of the moment thing is so tough and this is, listen i've always said this too i don't feel any sort of like jealousy at anyone that has to do this shit for a living because this is tough like do you like connor used to have to do it still does have to do all this stuff and I, I i don't envy it in the least like where he used to do all the rankings because the rankings are tough mm -hmm. lane kiffin at 13 is something sunny dykes at 12 after making the national championship game in year one, 
And now we get to the good stuff. Josh Heupel at 10 is fucking absurd. Uh, In what way? Not even, they're not even on. Um, Oh, God. The audio just got way worse. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Can't hear you at all now. (laughs) Oh, boy. Let's wait for Chris to get back here so we can talk about Josh Heupel and his take on that. While we wait, 10 is Heupel, 9 is Fickle. Okay, what about now? Ah, there you are, sir. That's so weird. It's, I, I, they weren't even hooked up. I don't understand. Oh, yeah, I haven't th- seen Pippen. Okay, so Luke Fickle at 9, I love. I think that's a great pick. I think he's a very, very good coach. I think he has the body of work that, that has earned it. Keep going. Heupel. <laughs> What the fuck? So like, so here's the issue I have here. Now we're getting into like, um, Benihana. This is a lot. Now we're getting into like the stuff that's like these are the top ten coaches, and you have Heupel at ten. I have a very hard time believing that Josh Heupel, because he had a good season last year with a 25 year old quarterback, generational receiver talent that they have not had in mul- like in multiples in well over a decade. Of a first round pick at left tackle. I mean, you had everything you needed to to build like like a great team. I don't. I mean, they were really good. They were really good, and and they were arguably a playoff team, maybe with Hendon Hooker, maybe, maybe they don't give up sixty three points to South Carolina and fucking Spencer Rattler if Hendon Hooker's knee doesn't doesn't buckle. Like I don't know. I don't know, but like that just seems like ten seems pretty high. Um, like, like, and the only reason I say it is like, you should, if you stack those seasons, then maybe, but like Kyle Whittingham is like a really good coach for a really long time. He checks in at eight behind Lincoln Riley. It's like Ryan day at six seems aggressively low. He, what's he's, he's 45 and six. Yeah, there he's six. I you, you cannot convince me. I'm just, I just need to. I need. I need to get the full body work here. Okay. So Jim Harbaugh at three. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see that. Like I. I mean, I look. If you're doing, it, if you're basing it on a body of work, I mean, I take Dabo over Harbaugh, but it kind of feels like Clemson's trending down a bit still. I can see that. Yeah, that doesn't feel like as much of a prisoner of the moment move. But Harbot three seems a little bit odd. Um, I just Ryan Kelly at five. Yeah, I think, to it's tough to, I think it's tough to put. I think I'd rather have Lincoln Riley honestly than Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly's numbers are really really good. Yeah, he, he's, he's a great coach. He's I mean he's been a coach for a long time. He has like over two hundred and sixty career wins. I, I know some of those are in like D two when he's at Youngstown State. I think it was. Um, not Youngstown State. He was at somewhere. He was like a Division II place, something like that, or Division One AA. I mean, um, I don't have a problem with him being in five because I think he's a really, really good coach. It does kind of feel like, like here, go, go back, go back down. Why are you keep going to Ryan Day? What are you doing? Where do you want me to go? Right here to Brian Kelly. Like, okay, <laughs> Christ, we're not going to dock Brian Kelly too much for LSU's late season fade with losses to Texas A&M and Georgia. I, I just can't get over it. This is what I've been saying about LSU for all offseason is LSU, like, I, I've, I've just, to be honest, I feel like that, like, they're all their hype going into next year. I know they returned 10 of 11 on offense. It does feel like all their hype is kind of based around that Bama win, which is a one-point win in overtime. And, you know, like, I, I just have a hard time thinking that, like, like, you had everything in front of you still when you went to A&M and you got fucking, like, Beat by yeah. by two touchdowns. And that was that was just a, the conference yeah. as Vandy. I, I just yeah. have a hard time getting over that. Am I crazy for that? No, I totally agree. That that was a horrendous loss. I mean, you can't and you can't at that point in the season, especially they are a team now that is Brian Kelly's. Like right. that Florida the Florida State game, you could you could easily say like Florida State caught them at a great time, you know, uh, because it wasn't really Brian Kelly's team yet. But right, you know that that was the last game of the season. And like, you had everything on your plate. Nobody was opting out because the season was over and you like pretty good, pretty much got destroyed Yeah, by one of the worst teams in the conference. Um, Kind of random. Don't know where it came from, honestly, 
Um, I guess yeah, I don't know. think they were dealing with a, a ton of injuries or anything crazy. Like, I mean, I know, I mean, they almost lost to Arkansas when they had the week to clinch the SEC at Arkansas. And, I don't, and, and they were playing a backup quarterback. Like, KJ Jefferson wasn't even in. Yeah. Um, I just have a hard time thinking that, like, that, I, I don't know. Like, they returned so much talent this year, and they should improve because you, like, the biggest improvement usually you see is from year two, uh, from year one to year two. Um, and so, and I don't doubt that. I, I, and again, I think Brian Kelly is a very good coach. LSU is a place that is a recruiting monster. He'll recruit there, you know, year in and year out. I just, I just think it's a weird, weird setup to say that he's like, I, I just like going into next year. My problem is not here with him, like in his ranking as much as it is like, I feel like we're glossing over some of the things that happened and, and, and LSU might be a case study in, in like, what's it called? Like confirmation bias, if anything. And what I mean by that is you talk about last year going into the, the, the game where they played Florida state and they, they got manhandled for most of that game. It wasn't really a close game. They looked bad. They were getting like, you know, Florida state was winning that game handedly. Like they, mm-hmm. they were dominating them on, on both sides of the ball. It seemed like not really on offense as much, but like yeah. LSU's offense wasn't doing anything. And they get that stop on the goal line or that fumble on the goal line go 99 yards and all of a sudden we've got a ball game. And then, and it's just weird. I've said this so many times too on here and on radio, like that game for whatever reason, cause they lost on a missed extra point. Mm-hmm. That game's in new Orleans. It turns into this whole thing where, where it was just like, when you get to like later in the season, it's like, if we wouldn't have lost that, we would, we're a playoff team. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. And you did lose that game. It, it like, yeah. why are we just sleeping on Florida state thinking that they're not as good just because of like, because of anyway, I think it's a confirmation bias thing. Let's get to the top two and tell me, I want to hear your thoughts first. Do you have a problem with this? No, I, I think if there's one coach right now that I'd want to have in the country, it's Kirby smart. If I had to choose one Fuck you, right man. now, and that's what, that's the podcast. That's in. So uh, it's been a great night. And uh, <laughs> um, no, I agree. Yeah, okay. Well, that doesn't make for good radio, but I mean, what am I going to say? Like, the old crafty vet, I know it's been a couple years, but yeah, I just, no. Kirby's got it all going right now. Um, I don't know, early thoughts on, uh, I know spring practice is starting here, like early thoughts on what you think Bama's going to be like, just replacing some like really key guys, like Bryce Young obviously being the main one. I I think think they're going to be better than people think. Um, like, which sounds stupid, but I think they're going to be, I think peppers outside. Um, I think that they're going to get back to like running football. I, I tell you what's going to be interesting is and this is in general. Um, I, I, like the numbers that we're going to have that we're going to have for, um, what do you call it? And, and just real quick, I, I agree with you fully on, on Kirby Smart. He's 29 and one in the last two seasons. He's won 33 of his last 34 games. What they did alone against ranked teams was, was incredible. Um, it, like he's, he, he's recruiting. I know that Bama finished number one, but it's like, you know, when you're in that top three, um, uh, like when you're in that top three, I don't think there's that big of a, a difference. And they return a ton of talent. Um, just what he's doing right now, I just think. Uh, it's different than anything we've seen in quite some time, but and including Alabama. Um, what, I, what I'm interested to see is, and I think the Bama is going to be interesting on this. I think Georgia will be a little bit interesting too, just because you're going from Munkin to Bobo at Bama. You're going from um, Bill O'Brien to Tommy Reese and like places where there's like big, like, like change at like, not just from a title standpoint, but from like, like the, the people running that offense, like and, and quarterback and all that kind of stuff. Like there's going to be a drop off. I wonder how much of the factor of like these new rules that the NCAA has set in where you're going to have less like you're, you're, you're the clock's going to keep running after first downs. Right. Like, I don't think that is a necessarily a touchdown per game difference, but you're going to see lower scoring games like yeah. than we're used to. Like just just because you're not going to be working with as much time. Right. Um, I just wonder what that looks like. I wonder I wonder how how big of a difference that is, how big of a difference it is, like not just for Bama. Um, that's not true, Benihana. Oklahoma did it in the fifties. Um, and I, I just wonder what that looks like. I, I think because because I, I, I part of part of the reason I say it is, and also Brad Satan. That's a good point. I want to bring this up at the end. And if you guys have questions, like Brad Satan's done a really good job of this today. Throw them out, and we'll add them into the end, like and, and do more of like the stuff at the uh, like audience Q and A stuff. Um, 
mainly so I don't get sidetracked. But like that's another good point. Like from from going from Bryles to Enos, and Bryles went to TCU, right? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's still so weird to me because especially with the head KJ Jefferson coming back. Um, I just I wonder, like, I feel like it's such an easy narrative people could make. Like, look at these numbers and how much they dropped from this OC to this OC. And I just wonder what they're gonna look like across the board for for college football on the offense because we're in an era where it is a very offensive game. Um and like we're scoring more points than ever. I just think it's, it'll be interesting to see, you know? Yeah. And I mean, um, th- there's a lot of change going on in the conference right now. I mean, talk about uh, a couple big time QBs from the best mm-hmm. two teams leaving and replacing that. Um, there's been a ton of coordinator turnover. Um, you know, like Bama's got two new coordinators again. Um, I mean, it hasn't happened in several years, but. <laughs> Uh, it hasn't happened course, in five years. Of course, Munkin, you know, he, I think he was really towards the end of the year, hands down, the best assistant in the in college football. Yeah. Uh, that's a big loss, no matter how you, you spend it. Um, there's just a lot of narratives going into this season, um, plus being kind of the last season before OU and, and Texas join in. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be a fun off season. I think there's gonna be a lot of chatter too about um, more expansion. I know Asenki came out and said they're they're not gonna expand past what they've done. Mm-hmm. I I don't know necessarily that that's gonna be the case. I mean, if Big yeah. Ten makes makes a play on some other programs, they're gonna have to make a, a response. So it's gonna be a fun off season. I think it's gonna be one of the more illuminating ones. Plus, you know, the the door's wide open for. It seems like in this NIL era, you're gonna have these TCU type teams be able to come up right. and really challenge yeah let me ask you real quick before we get into the basketball stuff because i'm going to send this um uh hold on getting our our guests in here in a second um the the one thing i always think is interesting about this because this is just a year-to-year thing and it's it's so hard not to be a prisoner of the moment all that kind of stuff um but like i know in the past they've had like i, I remember looking at these and like like dan mullen will be at like i don't know um like he was like top seven or top six at one year. And then he's gone. Like he's because mm-hmm. of what he did. And like the next year he's out or coach. O after he won the national title, he's like a top mm-hmm. 10 coach and then he's gone. Um, I want to say last year, I think I know RJ young who I fucking hate and it does it just an, an objectively bad job doing what he does. Um, he had uh, the coach at, and I can't think of his name now. This is bad. The coach of Michigan state Mel Tucker in like the top 10 coaches. And it was like, <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like he has a career, like an overwhelming career losing record. He's only been a head coach for like three years at the time. And it was like, what are you like? Just, just say your person in the moment. That's it. Um, which one of these guys do you think you could see from the spot they're in? Like, let's just say top 15. Cause I don't want, I don't want him in it. I don't <laughs> want Willie Fritz in it. Top 15 or even top 10, which of these guys has the biggest, who do you think will have the biggest opportunity to drop out of these rankings entirely? Or, shoot up even but I, I think i think i would rather do like the dropping out entirely this guy right here really yeah because look they're 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 replacing cj stroud and you know i haven't heard of one guy like they had yours he was supposed to be kind of the heir apparent but then he right. transferred out um i haven't heard of really like obviously they've got talent there but i haven't heard anything that says like this guy's really kind of the stud coming through it's gonna be a true qb battle um you lose yeah. jackson smith and jigba um but yeah, i think you turn so much there you do but michigan's kind of beat your ass the last two years and if it happens again this year um i, I people were calling kind of I, I thought absurdly so calling for his head in a sense being like if you well, if you can't win against michigan you don't need to be the coach i mean what if he does it again this year this, he could he could i could easily say him drop out of the top 10 of this list yeah that's fair not not totally out Unless he like goes to the NFL or something. Yeah. What about you? I I, I can't say day. Um, just making sure I sent this the right thing. I can't say day. I don't think it's fickle necessarily. I think it's hypo because I think that t- like I don't. It's not that I don't think they're yeah. good. I just, I mean, like that offense was hinged on a lot of things that had to be in place for it to be that good, and they're going to put up points and they're and all that kind of stuff. But man, I just you gotta you gotta 
we were talking about this last year going into the podcast or going into the season, how it was like we all just kind of accepted that we thought Tennessee was going to somehow be a 10 win team. And we didn't have like, there was nothing to tell us that necessarily from like, from like continued consistent success over like, like the past several decades. Getting that in back to back years is not easy to do in this conference. And you're going up against, I don't know what their out of conference schedule looks like. Like, like I don't have it in front of me and it's fucking March, so I don't care. But like, I, like, I'm pretty sure you got to go to Kentucky. I know you get South Carolina at home. You got to go to Florida, which is maybe good, maybe t- or maybe tough, maybe not. You get Georgia at home, but I don't think you beat Georgia. Like, you got to go to Tuscaloosa. I, I just, I, I, I mean, like, now that you've been to the mountaintop and the ten win season and ever and like the hype with that program, which is like, it's, you know. There he is. Um, it's like the hype with that season or hype with that, that, that fan base is like, they're not like, they don't wait. Like they're not a rational fan base. Tennessee fans are not like a, a group that are going to be like, yeah, you know what? We should give them another year. Like, fuck that. They will burn. They will show up with like pitchforks <laughs> and like tiki torches and burn down the entire place. Um, Come on. They did that. <laughs> They like set, didn't they set shit on fire when they were trying to hire? Uh, you I, tell I, me, bro. They spray painted a rock. I know that. And and they didn't even. <laughs> That's use, a little different. They didn't even use self tanner, which is like fucking stupid. That's not even how you do that. So, um, mm. all right. A guy that doesn't use any self tanner um, and lives in California and got a fantastic haircut, I might add, that he already warned me about. We're going to talk a little basketball. We're going to switch it up and talk about Final Four. Uh, not Final Four, March Madness. If you guys have your picks, um, I'm not going to run a bracket this year, just so you know. I don't know. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Adam Spencer, our good buddy and basketball guru. That haircut does look good. Oh, well, thank you. I can't tell. Needed, needed that today. I got you. Well, I mean, you already forced me to say it because you texted me about it yourself. <laughs> Um, exactly i can't tell if this is a calic in the front or if this is like a like a cool like josh hartnett type thing you got going on here I josh like hartnett wow i'll go I'll, I'll settle for a josh hartnett type thing he's, he's he's, you know fella. also we should do a ranking of this at some point i thought about this today like the five things that i hate that society tried to push on us the most in my lifetime which is sweet potato fries that fucking youtube out al- youtube album on our itunes or ipods and then julia styles and josh hartnett i just we so really we're just force that on us. So we're just saying those two together, or just no. Josh Hartnett? Oh, okay. That, they, you, they had their own individual rankings. <laughs> I mean, Josh Hartnett's in a couple good movies. He's in that. Have you guys ever seen that Lucky Number Eleven movie? That is a good movie. That's a great yeah. movie. And then he's in that uh, that like vampire movie up in Alaska. It's like Thirty Days of Night or something like that. Uh, I, surprisingly, I, I surprisingly okay. Josh Hartnett's like forty five now. That's pretty crazy. What does he look yeah. like? The exact same. I just look Shut up. It. Yeah. I fucking hate Hollywood. Anyways, we're not here to talk about hard net. Yeah. We could. <laughs> talk about cutting down the hard nets. Same uh-huh. Woo! Um, all right, Adam, you are a uh, basketball um, guru, as I refer to you, and I really wish you would have taken on that fucking poster in the background before I, to- I told everyone that, because it just says baseball. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, so... Um, Obviously, like everything comes out yesterday. The conference tournaments were last week. Um, it's like the best time of year for obviously for basketball. And like I know you you've like started watching this in, in November. And I you made a comment in like our Slack group that I hated. You were like, why don't we all just calm down and and not be upset that basketball games are coming in for ba- football games? And I was like, there is Tuesday night action. I don't give a shit about Tennessee, Arizona. Um, but but like you you love college basketball i feel like more than any any person i know personally you've watched the entire season which i can admittedly say i have not i've only watched since january biggest takeaways from yesterday biggest snubs from like just right off the bat from the committee well so my biggest takeaway is that uh the committee was uh very very clearly watching those early season games with me yeah um because there's no way, first of all, there's no way Arkansas should be an eight seed. They've lost four of five. Uh, you know, they've had some injuries. Like, you know, they, they've lost in the first round of the tournament. Like, their record is not that great. Uh, they're, right. four and ten, they're four and ten in quad one games. So, like, really? being an eight seed is very generous yeah. for them. Uh, 
you know, I think that they still belong in the tournament based on how things shook out a little bit uh, further down the bracket. But, uh, you know, same thing with Tennessee. Like, how the hell is Tennessee a four seed when Mizzou is a, is a seven seed? Right. Mizzou has a better record Tennessee twice head-to-head. And the Vols lost to Mizzou in the first round of the tournament. They don't have their point guard. Like, I just, I just don't yeah. get, like, how – like, if, 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 if you're telling me t- Tennessee is a four seed, fine. Then Mizzou is also a four or five seed. I just think that it's it, the the discrepancy there. Pick yeah. one. Like they should be very similarly ranked. Like I'm fine with both teams being seven seeds, but I'd also, you know, if if you're telling me that Tennessee's a four seed, no, you got to make them both. So I think it's just again, you know, the non-conference schedule was really important, and uh, you know, I think I, you see that with a team like Texas A&M too, right. who had a terrible non-conference schedule, and uh, and you know, even though they went 15 and three in the SEC, like they're a seven seed. I wonder how often that's happened. I, I can bet it's not a lot. I, that was my next question because, and I, and so we, we try to do like, we're trying to do like more national stuff as well, but we obviously will like you and I, we work at SCS, we cover the SEC first and foremost. And, and we'll obviously start there. I was, I wasn't surprised they got eight team in to eight teams in. The seating was very confusing. And I was telling Tyler this when we started the show, when they kept doing the side-by-sides of like, oh, yeah, if my, here are my hands that I told you about. <laughs> um, so when they kept doing the side-by-sides of like, like here's one team and here's the other team, it felt like for me, and maybe I'm stupid, because there's so much that goes into college basketball, like rankings and seedings, that like, because like, there's 323 college basketball teams in Division One, right? Like, or at least around there. So to whittle it down to 64, like all the net rankings and and like all, it's very confusing. There's a shit ton of stuff that goes into it, but like to look at A&M and to look at, at Mizzou with 25 wins a piece in the sec, a conference that I'll say is not the best basketball conference in the country. I think the big 12 is like again um, to have eight teams in though. And you went 25 and seven and you didn't know what A&M going 15 and three being a clear cut second best team in the country beat Alabama a week ago. And they're a seven seed. Like, and I know why it's because those early games, like you were talking about and, and, and Vandy not getting in, it just kind of felt like we were like Vandy was good enough to get in. And it just kind of felt like some of these blue bloods. I almost felt like Dick Vitale was the one making the fucking bracket. Because there's nobody that's a bigger homer in the world than Dick Vitale is for Blue Bloods in basketball. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at Mizzou and uh, and Kentucky, and you put uh, you, you put Kentucky across their chest, and they're all of a sudden three or four seeds. You know, like yeah. they're and like and that's you know, I I think it's crazy just to show you know I am biased towards Mizzou, but here's yeah. here's me being unbiased. It is crazy that Mizzou and Texas A and M are the same are on the same seed line. Texas A and M right. should be higher. They beat they beat the crap out of Mizzou twice. And, you know, it, it just, they, they have a 15 and three record compared to Mizzou's 11 and seven in SEC. So the fact that they're both seven seeds is very strange. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, you're right. It's just it, like Tennessee is, I guess, a borderline blue blood. They get a lot of respect from, from people despite okay. having not really done anything. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I wish that Tennessee had done more. I don't hate Tennessee. It's just their track record of success in the in the NCAA tournament has just absolutely not been there. And I think that yeah. this loss of uh, of Zakai Ziegler, like that that would be like if if the you know if the uh, Boston Celtics were going into the playoffs without like Jason Tatum, that'd be right. like if it's just, it's he's their energy. He's their spark plug on both ends of the court. He led the sec in assists. He was up there in steals. Like they, they say that they take into account how you're playing and, you know, two, two teams like Arkansas and Tennessee just seem a little overseeded. They both belong in the tournament. It's just, they're right, a little sure. overseeded Mizzou, Texas A&M underseeded uh, Kentucky, probably slightly overseeded, but uh, you know, I, I just, I just think that this year's bracket in particular has been one of the more, bizarre that we've seen beyond the uh, top two seeds in each in each bracket maybe even the top three seeds probably in each bracket but then it just gets crazy right who do you think got the best matchup in the first round out of the sec i mean take out obviously like bama versus the 16th but you know (laughs) know, uh, first off you don't even know who we play yet brother there's a playing game for that i heard that corpus christi team's got 
a hell of a squad this year. But anytime <laughs> Bama faces Texas A&M, I hope they win. I don't care if it's Texas A&M CC. So you you asked me you asked me best draw right not yeah not, okay yeah. um you know I think I think that even without Zakai Ziegler um, Tennessee should be able to manage Louisiana so that's one that I'm penciling in the Vols um, and I think Arkansas really got a favorable matchup there too um, Illinois has been you know I, I I'm from Illinois so I watch a lot of Illinois basketball too uh, in addition to my SEC stuff and my goodness that team has been frustrating yeah <laughs> you know they. They can't beat Penn State to save their lives, um, and they just like they've just been up and down. Uh, their best players, Terrence Shannon Jr., earlier this year, when uh, asked about Shannon's leadership skills, Brad Underwood, their coach, literally literally went and just made a <laughs> just made a fart noise. So, so that tells you a lot about you know the state of Illinois' program. So I, I just think that. Uh, that Arkansas got a favorable first round matchup there. Uh, you know, obviously I think uh, the battle of the Kansas is in the second round, Arkansas and Kansas. Uh, you know, I think that that's a, that's a tough draw, but uh, first round, I expect them to take care of business against a, a mercurial Illinois team to, to put it lightly. I've lost. Uh, they are like the most, from a gambling standpoint, they've been more frustrating than any team. I think besides, I mean, that actually might be the most, fr- like, besides Arizona, maybe. Um, yeah. But, like, they've been very frustrating because they had, like, I, I remember early in the year I had, I forgot who they were playing. It's only a couple weeks ago. I had a I had a parlay that was, like, I don't know. It's, like, plus, like, 750 or something. And, and, like, they were the last leg of it. And everything else had hit. And they were losing by, like, 17 at the half. I think it was Northwestern or something like that. And it was, like, and they somehow come back and win. Yeah, and I, it's crazy. Yeah. And I had already bitched out and asked Bovada to give my money back. And I was like, I'll just cash out now. So I didn't win. Um, who do you think got the worst draw? Because I, I think like like Tennessee, as much as their fans hate me on Twitter and as much as I hate them, I will pull for them against Duke in, in round two just because I hate Duke. Um, I Like Auburn playing Iowa seems like not a bad draw. Um, who it's in Birmingham too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, much to Kelvin Sampson's chagrin, he's uh, had some comments on that today. What did he say? Oh, he just he's just like I guess we uh, should have you know won even more games and won even more tournaments to, so we could you know <laughs> not play a road game in round two. So, oh yeah, um, yeah, it's because it yeah, but I I do think that that's an interesting case because uh, you know Alabama will also be there, so it'll be interesting to see how the fan split is in Birmingham. Um, you know, because Houston might have some supporters from the Crimson right. Tide faithful who are so it might be more neutral site than Kelvin Sampson thinks. <laughs> I think Kevin um, Scorvinsky says that, that we had like that Bama Bama bought like ninety percent of the tickets. That makes sense. <laughs> They're a one seed, so yeah. might as well. Um, but yeah, to to uh, to to answer your question about the toughest draws, I mean, we go back to those seven seeds who are highly underseeded. Like Ken Palm fucking loves Utah State. Yeah, he has he has he has Utah State as the number nineteen team in the country, eighteen team in the country, and, and they're, they're a ten seed. seed, and they're a ten wow. seed facing, of course, Mizzou, Mizzou. <laughs> and, and they have to play at the ass crack of dawn in Sacramento. It's like ten thirty a.m. local time, but like that's a ridiculous. I thought it was. I thought they couldn't tip off until like eleven, but I I, I don't know. They're tipping off at ten thirty in the morning. 10:30 in Sacramento out here. Yeah. It's like my like, basketball league when I was like 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Upward. you know, <laughs> get get a good breakfast, I guess, not too big of a breakfast cuz you got to play right after. Right. It's it's just like and that's and that's not just, you know, that's that's unfair to Utah State too. Both teams are are yeah. kind of screwed by that, but I mean, that's a really tough draw from the zoo in round 1 and then Arizona in round 2. Um, you know, Texas A&M again, the other 7 seed that's underseeded. You know they, they face a red hot Penn State team in round one. Yeah. Um, you know Jalen Pickett uh, is a, is a guy who has the chance to become like a household name this March. You know there are always some guys who really boost their stock with uh, with good performances in March Madness. Jalen Pickett could be that guy. Seth Lundy could be that guy from Penn State. Um, and you know if they win, then they get Texas in round two, and Texas That's just tough. just like absolutely embarrassed 
uh, Kansas, Kansas. In, in the Big 12 tournament, which I enjoyed immensely. Um, but uh, so that's a tough round two draw for, uh, again, after going 15 and three in the SEC tournament and making it to the final, like what, what more did the Aggies need to do to avoid this? Yeah. Uh, so they, they should be really upset with, with their draw too, for sure. Um, just point blank. And we'll get you out of here uh, after this. Uh, who Wait, I got one think- question after, after this one too. Oh, go ahead. All right, so if I'm filling out my bracket, and this I'm looking more nationally now, I need a seed 13 or lower to get to the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16. What's one of those teams right now that I that you're betting on to kind of advance past the stage they definitely should, shouldn't, you know, first, second round into the Sweet 16 Elite Eight? I swear to God, Ooh, I'm just um, and MCC. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, like you said, they, Corpus Christi has a good squad this year. Um <laughs> You know, I, I think that uh, there are a couple. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how far I'm going to pick any 13 and higher seeds to go this year. But uh, I am looking at uh, UC Santa Barbara. They play a fun style of basketball. They're they're playing against the Baylor seed team that's probably a little highly seeded at number mm-hmm. three. Um, and they've just been inconsistent all year too. Uh, they've got a young backcourt uh, with you know with not young. They have, you know, Adam Flagler has been there forever, but uh, LJ Cryer is kind of young and Keontae George is a freshman. So if they get into some turnover problems, then, you know, that's, that's a, that's a 14 seed that could, that could win a couple games. Um, and then, you know, Berman is another in that same region. Um, I think that th- there's, there's two, there's two truths in this South bracket. And that is that Virginia will be the biggest test to Alabama if they get there, because, the best way that I could think of to potentially, if anything's going to be able to slow down Brandon Miller, it's a Tony Bennett defense, mm-hmm. but I'm also not a hundred percent confident that Virginia will even make it out of the first round, but yeah. that's the story. That's the story of Virginia, right? They were the first mm-hmm. one seed to lose to a 16 seed. And then they came back next year and won the whole damn thing. So when it's working, it's working when it's not, it is not. And uh, so I, I think that they're the biggest threat to, Alabama but I could also see Furman winning that game and then you know you could have them against 12 seed Charleston who a lot of people love and uh or San Diego State who would be like another but they would be like another defense first slow down the pace uh team that uh that if they just beat Virginia why why not you know so that's that's another uh team I like 12 seed though I like um I like VCU Mm -hmm. I think that they're they can beat St. Mary's. I think St. Mary's gets a little overhyped every year. Um, just be, if, especially in years where they beat Gonzaga once, um, but they don't, they Which don't do like, much outside of that. It's unfair because from what I can tell and what I know about that basketball team, which is not much, they play Gonzaga 38 times a year. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> and I also have the winner of that play in game between Mississippi state and Pitt. I think it's going to be Mississippi state with their defense, but Iowa State is a vulnerable team. They've been inconsistent all year, and then I think Xavier is a is a is a winnable game for that yeah. 11 seed in round two. And even if it's even if it's not uh, Mississippi State, I mean Jamarius Burton is is one of those guys too who could like like Jalen Pickett become a a household name in in March. I mean he's he's an elite scorer for the Panthers. So those are a couple other double digit seeds that I like. Okay. Awesome. Um, all right, closing out. So this is my last question. I and I will say this: I, Herman Brown's been saying this repeatedly in the in the comments, and I actually agree with him. Arizona, I think, is a really good team. I think it's like a tough uh, draw for Bama just because of like how like we already see, we've seen them beat Tennessee earlier in the year. Um, I think they went two and one against UCLA, which is obviously a really really good team. Um, I, I think I don't think Bama makes that. I, I can't like I will say this: I'm not trying to hedge. I will be ecstatic if Bama makes it to the final four or wins it all or what the fuck ever. <laughs> I just have a very hard time believing after what I've watched for 30 years, 36 years in like Bama basketball that they are going to, they've only been to the elite eight once. And it was in a fluke season where they were an eight seed and upset, like the number one overall seed in Stanford. I just have a hard time thinking they're going to somehow get to the final four. I have Arizona beating them. Um, that being said, everyone's filling out brackets. Everyone this time of year, you hear every single time, that like on ESPN or whatever, my fucking hands. Um, like you hear like this is you know the most important part of the bracket is veteran leadership or a good backcourt or whatever. Give me like the top one to three things that you look for when you're filling out your bracket. I and mean, like 
for like the most important things in March? Yeah, I've, uh, I, you know, I've uh, hinted at it a little bit here. I like, I like um, a talented backcourt. Like I, I, I think that you, if, even if you don't have veterans all across your roster, like I want, I want veterans at the, at the guard spots. Um, that's why I have Purdue as the first number one seed to lose. Um, I have them losing to Memphis in round two, just because oh, wow. they start two freshman backcourt players who are not um, going to probably play in the NBA. Braden Smith and uh, one of the lawyers. Um, I forget which one, if it's Fletcher or Foster. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they, those guys have been inconsistent all year. Um, so I, I have Purdue losing to Memphis in round two. Memphis just gave, uh, Houston, all it could handle in the ADAC final um, and late in the regular season too. So, and then another thing is like, you, you've got, you really do have to look at, um, at like veteran stuff because like the, the last, like, like uh, since like two 2015 Duke um, or whatever Duke team uh, most recent, most recently won the title. Um there's hasn't been a freshman that's been a top three scorer on a, on a title team in that time. So we could certainly see that this year, if Kansas wins it all again, because they have uh, Grady Dick, who's, um, who's a, a sharpshooter. Um, Duke is uh, going to be a popular pick to win it all because of how they're playing. They have a, a lot of freshmen again, but uh, you know, it's, it is always worth it to look at veteran, uh, veteran leadership uh, when it comes down to the the like so like a team like UCLA is an intriguing option there um you know Arizona I think is pretty veteran Virginia always has a shit ton of veterans Houston obviously um if Houston's healthy you know they're they're gonna be they're gonna be motivated to make it to the final four in Houston too I mean right Jim Nance is going to have the biggest orgasm ever if he gets to call <laughs> if he gets to call his alma mater's national championship in Houston as his final game of the NCAA tournament. So you know, watch out for that. Um, but yeah, I can I also just say before I go that I just fucking hate my Final Four. I'm, Wait, who's like, your really... Final Four? And also, he mentioned if you guys don't know who who uh, Grady is, it Grady Dick, Grady Dick, yeah, Grady Dick, not a great Dick, but Grady Dick. Um, he's, he's not a tall guy. He's like, I think he's like five, six, someone he's, but he's perfect. He's perfect in that offense as I'm sure his girlfriend tells him. So, um, <laughs> Adam, who's, who's your final four right now? I've got, uh, Duke, Arizona, Texas, and Kansas. And I, I just, I just hate it. I picked Arizona to win it all last year and got screwed yeah, by that. Um, you know, I, I, I hate Duke. I hate Kansas. Texas, Texas doesn't. <laughs> just just so coach got fired, and yet you know here I am with with them in my final four. So I I don't know what I'm. Yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it. I might switch uh, Houston out for Texas, but like I, I just I just hate these teams. Arizona is one that I want to get behind, but they burned me last year. They burned me, so I'm just I'm not over that. Well, you know, um, yeah. Sounds like your yeah. cold black heart is just full, full <laughs> addicted to it. Adam, tell everyone where they can find you on social media and also tell them about the newsletter, man. You do a great job with it. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Spencer four. Um, you know, we have the blue chip grit newsletter that's getting fired up here for uh, one last, one last month of uh, hurrahs here. So we're making our final four picks in that. So go to bluechipgrit.com to sign up for that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. All right, dude. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, we'll um, we'll get at you soon and talk about how much you hate your Final Four. That'll probably be all right. So, yeah, well, if yeah, I loved my Final Four last year. So, there you go. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yep, sounds good. See, you, man. Okay, that was interesting. I love that, man. That's like he knows he he like it's so hard to follow college basketball, but Adam does such a great job with it because it's like it lasts forever for one, and also, um, it's so difficult. Like, because there's so many damn teams. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to pretend to know. I'm not, I'm not going to fill out a bracket this year. I just can't do it. You're not going to fill out a bracket? No. There you are. I mean, I probably will. Yeah. What the fuck? But not for serious money. I, I have not been into college basketball this year for some reason. Maybe it's because my team has absolutely sucked. Worst. By the way, you know, our, we got really bad ever since we lost our coaches to, um, 
Mizzou. Yeah, that'd be Mizzou, awesome. Mizzou's Dennis Gates and uh, their head assistant coach, uh, Charlton Young, were both under Hamilton during our recent, like, really good run. Yeah. Great coaches. Yeah, they've been really good. Um, okay, well, let's get out of here. Um, we will once again postpone the uh, the bit about um, the – I mean, unless you want to do it, the quarterback room rankings. Oh, no. We've already been at an hour. Okay. So, um, real quick, give me your top five. Last time was the Oscars. Give me your top five sports movies of all time. Um. All right. So – I'm gonna have to go rookie of the year five. Okay. Just a big time. Yep, with the arm. Funky butt loving. I thought that one was better than the uh, other movie that came out at the exact same time with the guy on the twins. What was it like? The big leagues or something like that? Little big league. A little big league. Yeah, I thought, I thought rookie I of the year was better. About about what do you call it? Rookie of the year versus little big league. Like Little Big League had like actual baseball players. Yeah, yeah. Like, which I enjoyed. Also had but the a, characters on the Cubs were awesome. Yeah, I mean because we were kids. Yeah. Well, I'm judging this based upon like when I watched it and like how oh. big of an impact. Um, because I, I all these are actually from my childhood. So. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, number four, we'll go Angels in the Outfield. Oh my god. Yep. Number four. Angels in the outfield. Number three, Mighty Ducks. One. First one? One. I did love D2, but, you know, you got to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, I could switch it up and go with the uh, the movie where G-Baby dies. <laughs> Hardball? What is, like, these are the most depressing, like, what is wrong with you? Happy Gilmore, number one. Number one Shut sports movie of all time. Up. Happy Gilmore is your number one favorite sports movie of all time. It is. It is. For me, it was Grown Ups. Yeah. We just going out on Sailor movies now? Is it basketball scene? Yeah. Um, no. No, it's not. Okay. Wow. That's tough. Number. Sandlot's probably in above Hardball. I was just kind of. I just wanted to remember and shout out G Baby, R.I.P. He's not really dead. Oh, he's not. Oh, no. okay. <laughs> I used to think when I was a kid, I used to honestly think that like when people died in movies, that they like died. I was like, that's a tough role to accept. My mom was like, "What are you talking yeah. about?" I was like five, and she was like, Did "They just give their kids the money that they." Died. <laughs> I was like, "I don't know. They're killing animals. They were killing animals like in the '90s, like yeah. in movies, like Braveheart. They were like fucking." Like just murdering horses. The amount of glue that came out of Braveheart is incredible. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, number five. I don't want to say, it, but I'm gonna say, it. remember the Titans. It's a ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, thing. that it's obviously on the list, but I had to leave it off. Yeah. Number two or number four. I would say the Sandlot. Yep. It's pretty good. Fantastic. Um, movie. Three, I'm gonna say Rudy, even though there's some problems with Rudy. I got some problems with Rudy. Um, Rudy is really good. Um, fuck. I feel like I'm forgetting something as of recent, like a recent movie. Number, I, I don't remember what number two is. I, I will say Mighty Ducks 2 is a great movie. I'll watch it anytime it comes on. Yep. I did an article about this. I don't know if you remember this, but like Mighty Ducks 2. Is just like they just. It is the most absurd storyline, ever. It is just like they sprinkled in like this like affirmative action type thing on this team. This is the worst hockey team in in rec league hockey in Minnesota the year before, and they're like, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna play for the USA. Not just you guys, but we found a Hispanic kid in Miami who's really fast, an Asian figure skater, a girl. A cowboy from Texas, and then a kid in Compton. Like that is like fucking absurd. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Dude, knuckle number puck. One. Don't don't hit on the knuckle puck. Oh, you know what number two is? You know, what? I'm not hating on knuckle puck. You know what I'm hating on in that movie is you're in inner city fucking LA. You're in Compton, and these kids are playing roller hockey, which is already unbelievable. And then they flip up like somebody hits a puck over the fucking fence, 
and it hits someone's car window as he's walking out and sees all that happened. And he's like, oh, 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 well, alley-oop, and like throws it back to them. It, that, that will bother me for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, number two is Little Giants. Spike, don't play with girls. Ice chess. Is Spike mistaken? Icebox. God damn it. Oh. Number one, the greatest sports movie of all time. A League of Their Own. It's a phenomenal movie. It's like very underrated. And I'll tell you right now, one of the greatest lines of all time, when he says, he's like, are you crying? Are you crying? He's like, Roger Hornsby was my manager. And he called me a talking pile of pig shit. And that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game. And did I cry? No. No. You know why? There's no crying in baseball. And like umpire comes over and he's like, She's crying, sir. He's like, little rule of thumb. He's like, you know what? Tell you a little penis with a hat on. It's a phenomenal, just the best movie of all time. I've never seen that. You've never seen a league of their own? Nope. All right. Well, I don't believe in women playing sports, man. Or being able to. Never mind. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We go. I don't know if I'm going to be on the double episode this week yet or not, but uh, we should have a second one. Cool. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. Peace, peace, peace. Love, love, love.